Come on, let's give these kids a hand. Didn't they do a great job? Good job, everybody. All right, little kiddos, you guys can go on down. One more time, let's give them a hand because they did wonderful. Merry Christmas, guys. Making our season bright. And if everybody else, if you could stand with us tonight as we go into a couple songs of worship. You know, tomorrow might be a busy day for some of you. It might be a really happy day or a sad day. It might be just a day of reflection and a day of anxiety and all that wonderful stuff with all the presents and going to homes and stuff. But I think tonight is just one of the best nights of the year. And tomorrow is one of the best days, of course. But tonight's great because we can just pause and we can reflect and we can, we can Selah, that's my daughter's name, Selah. It means to pause and to reflect and to think about it. And we can just remember what Christ did for us. You know, thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago, uh, when the prophet Isaiah uh, spoke, he wrote this in Isaiah 9, 6. It says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, his name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. His name is Jesus, which means the Lord is our salvation. And so tonight, as we think about Christmas and Christmas Eve, I want us to remember Jesus, because that's what this is all about. And what is his name? His name is Wonderful Counselor. Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And so that was prophesied long ago. And today we can remember and we can know that this prophecy has been fulfilled, that our God literally left heaven. He, he did what he said he was gonna do. And he is Emmanuel, he is God with us. He came and he saved the world. So let us open in a word of prayer tonight and just thank God for saving us giving us this hope and this future in Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for leaving heaven. God, for sending your only son to be a child, to be born in, in such humble means. Lord, that we could have eternal life because of the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that you did it all because you loved us. And we honor you tonight, and we remember the salvation and the price that you paid, God. And we just thank you for saving the world at Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord tonight.
Come on, church. Give the Lord a shout of praise. He's worthy. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. Praise the Lord. You know, everything in heaven rejoices. Even one saint on earth says, holy, holy, holy. The angels bow down. The saints bow down. All those in glory bow down to worship your master, your savior, your king. In fact, the Bible says all throughout Psalms that the mountains will bow down, the hills will wax like, uh, well, the hills will melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. All of heaven rejoices. All of these beautiful things take place in the heavenlies. It's like the seasons know more than we know sometimes. We know when the ground turns cold. We know when the ground turns hot. We know when things happen and the heavens rejoice. The stars cry out, the Bible says, at the glory of the Lord. All of heaven rejoiced that night 2,000 years ago. In fact, there was a man in 1223 A.D., 799 years ago tonight, on Christmas Eve, who was asked to give the message at his local church. And so he, he gravitated to it. And he was uh, kind of a nature lover. And he decided it maybe nature really does have a better understanding of the glory of the Lord than people do themselves. And so he wanted to bring the nativity to, to light. He wanted to make it real for the second time other than the original. And so he asked if he could bring in a, a, a donkey. And he asked if he could bring in a horse and an ox and a lamb and a sheep and a, a ram and a cow and, and different uh, animals to, to the stage, to the platform. And, and he was given permission. And then he, he found a, a mother and a father of a young baby boy, and he brought them in. And it was the first or actually the second living nativity that anybody had ever done. And that night, St. Francis of Assisi created the, what we would call today the living nativity scene, 799 years ago this night. In fact, they did it year after year after year until after so many years of, of doing it, they started to make plaster Paris statues of it. And maybe in your house, as it is in ours, we have a nativity scene. We have one here in the church. You see them sometimes in parks or out in front of churches. Well, Francis of Assisi originated the recreation of the nativity. And so tonight I want to take just a moment and maybe recreate not the nativity but the birth of, of Jesus Christ. My mother and father every year would make a bread for uh, family and neighbors. Uh, my brother Tommy would take bread over to all of the neighbors. We had maybe 16 or so neighbors that he would take a loaf of bread. My mom would make pumpkin bread and my dad would make date net bread. Janie does the same thing. She makes pumpkin bread and banana bread. I don't know if you use my mom's recipe or my dad's recipe. My dad, she uses my dad's recipe. And it is the best pumpkin bread I've ever had. It's an amazing pumpkin bread. And I was thinking because of the scripture that Francis of Assisi used when he recreated the nativity is found out of Luke, the, the second chapter, verses 11 and 12. Let's read it for a second. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You've probably read that scripture like I have over the last decades, several, maybe 8, 10, 12, 20 times each Christmas. You hear it, you read it, maybe you, you, you see it on a Christmas card. And so maybe hundreds of times we've looked at that verse. I was reading it earlier this week, and 
I thought, Lord, uh, what a magnificent verse. But this is a verse that everybody reads at Christmas time on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Lord, give me something else. Give me something more powerful. And the Lord said, read it again. And I read it again, and I said, Lord, just, okay, you're trying to show me something here. He said, son, read it again. And so I read it one more time, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And I thought, wait a second. A sign is a directional. A sign is advertisement. A sign is uh, broadcasting something. Jesus wasn't a sign in, in the manger. He was a person. He was the king of kings and the Lord of all glory. He was the bright morning star and the lily of the valley. Marcus Reddy was wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God. This is not a sign. This is a, a real person. And then it hit me. Well, maybe it is a sign. Maybe this was a sign. Now let me go back to a second for the bread that my, that my wife makes. And when she makes it, and maybe she makes it for a friend, she takes it out of the bread pan and she puts it on the cabinet and then she wraps it in foil and she puts it back in the bread pan. In fact, it looks similar to this. Isn't that beautiful? Wrapped in foil. Now a bit of history, the manger would have been large enough for a baby to lie in. And it would have been one of the cleanest places in the stall because so no insects or rodents would come along. After the animals ate, the uh, farmer or ranch hand would come through and clean that out. And Mary that night would have wrapped or laid a, a cloth in that manger. And so baby Jesus would have laid in there and would have wrapped that baby up. Now Jesus referred to himself as the bread of life. And he was born in Bethlehem, which means house of bread. And so when I look for a sign, now I say, Lord, what are you trying to tell us? And he says, Jesus literally is this bread of life. That when we look at him and we create the nativity uh, live or in our home, all we have to do is with a, a, a loaf of bread, that this becomes the manger and the bread becomes Jesus, the bread of life, and the wrapping becomes his swaddling clothes. And then, yes, Jesus, our God, put a, a bow on his present to us. That this Christmas, the greatest gift we have is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the bread of life. In fact, John 6.36 says, if you'll eat from me, you'll have eternal life. If you do what I command, you'll never thirst again. The, the bread of life. And the beauty of the bread of life is twofold. One, we can eat from it. It becomes a great present that God gives us. And two, we can eat together, that we're all invited to the table together. Jesus is this bread of life. Here's the manger. Here's Jesus. He's wrapped in swaddling clothes, and he's given to us on Christmas morning, a reenactment of the birth. Several hundred years ago, before we've commercialized Christmas, people would give baskets of fruit, which represented the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. They would bring nuts and figs and berries and represented the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they would exchange bread. They would give a gift of bread which represented Christ, our Lord, our Savior. I'm going to ask for those who are going to help us with communion to step forward at this time. Because the second thing that we can do from the bread after we're invited to the table is we can participate together. Would you stand with me right where you're at?
And in just a moment, we're going to invite you to come out to the center. And then if you can, just loop around and come back to, to your seat. We are honored that you've come out tonight. Jesus is honored that you've come. He is the bread of life. And Paul tells us to examine ourselves. So as you're bringing, the, as you're bringing yourself forward in just a second to grab the wafer and the, the cup, hang on to it. When you get back to your seat, we'll take it together. Let's just examine that Jesus is the bread of life who came to die and live for each of us. A baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. God bless you. Come, come at this time.
you stand with me tonight? It's, it's so fitting that on Christmas time we like to pause and think about the birth of our Savior, the arrival of the King. But when we take communion, we're remembering the, uh, the body and the blood of Jesus that was broken and the blood that was spilled for us. So right now, just hold up your, uh, your piece of bread. And we're going to remember the body of Jesus. I'm going to bless it. And then pastor's going to come to bless the cup. Lord, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. Lord, that Jesus, because your body was broken, we can be healed. We can be set free. Lord, we can be saved. We can be forgiven. We can have victory, Lord. We can walk in freedom every day because of the body that was broken for us. Lord, we thank you that you did it out of love. Lord, and we do this in remembrance of you. Lord, we'll never forget the price that you paid on that cross 2,000 years ago. And we remember you tonight, Lord, and we ask that you'd bless this bread as we eat it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take the bread. As we take the bread together, we take the cup in just a moment that recognizes the blood of our salvation that covers all of our sins. That blood that was shed by Christ so that we could go to heaven in eternity. He said, I am the bread of life. But he also said, if you'll drink from this cup, with me. We'll have eternal life together. Father, bless this cup and thank you for it. Thank you for the folks gathered here, those watching online. We pray magnificent blessings upon them. Honor, Father Lord, to you for this gift, Father, that you've given us. Bless this cup together. Bring healing. Father, bring salvation. Bring life. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's take the cup together.
so beautiful. That's so awesome. We got one more song we're going to close with. It's a really great song, and it's about adoring the King of Kings, the baby that is our Prince of Peace, who's our Savior, our healer. If you're sick in your body, you can say, by your stripes, I'm healed. If you want him to come into your heart and be your Savior, you just have to say, I receive, come in, I believe. It's that simple. We're going to sing one more song. I want you to sing it with us and then pastor will come up and wish you a Merry Christmas.
the worship team, the musicians, the media team, the choir, the children's choir, worked extremely hard. Can we just give them a huge round of appreciation? Thank you guys. Very, very good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Can we give King Jesus a hand of appreciation tonight? Because he's worthy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come up here, honey. This is our opportunity once or twice a year just to place a blessing upon you. And I'd like to read out of numbers uh, tonight. I believe what the Word of God says. And I believe that we can speak the Word of God over each of our lives. And I want to do that uh, tonight as we close. Do you have anything to say in closing? Number six says this. The Lord will bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Father, I pray this over our congregation, those in-house, those that are away, those that are traveling, those that are watching online. Bless them, keep them, use them. Father, cause them to prosper and be in good health as their soul is in good health. Let them to ever remember, Father, you are Lord, you are King of kings, and you came as a baby in a manger. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Give somebody a high five and tell them Merry Christmas. God bless you. We love you. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.